So I guess that's how they circumcise wizards? (laughs) (laughs) The crimes of Grundlewald. (laughs) Awful. Oh. Oh, boy. Terrible. Yeah. By the way, this comes from, if you go, the IMDb for this movie has a giant ad at the top, which is basically Grindelwald trying to, like, dick-tap Newt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and his Newt... wand is glowing right at the end, like... And Newt's casually blocking it. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. And it's pretty funny. Circumcision joke. That's good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> anyway, welcome. <laughs> That's hilarious. Circumcision. It's a clean alternative. Uh, so anyway... <laughs> Enough about circumcision. Welcome to another episode of Screen Fix, the show where we will fix a recent film. I am your host, JC. With me, as always, the co-host that carries the show. It is Lady Wan. Lady Wan, say hello to everybody. Hi, everybody. Are you a Potterphile? Potterphile sounds very close to pedophile. That's not. (laughs) I don't think we should use that. Not really. Okay, we should not say Potterphile. There's there's got to be some kind of phrase. What what is it? I don't know. I'm not one of them. I'm not in the club. Dumbledorks. Oh my god, that's definitely got to be one of the names they use. If not, it needs to start now. What is your experience with Harry Potter? Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I have been to the Wizarding World at Islands of Adventure. I went on that ride, the Hogwarts ride. Yeah, I was kind of drunk when I was on it, so I don't remember anything about it at all. Recurring theme. Um, rude. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Factual. Yeah, so I I don't know. I know things about the world of Harry Potter. I know names of characters. Who played Harry Potter? Daniel Radcliffe. Is he sexy? Not in my estimation, but that doesn't mean that he's not for some people. Who played Ron Weasley? Rupert something. Grint? Yes. Is he sexy? Not in my estimation, but again, it takes all kinds. Who played Hermione Granger? Emma Watson, and she's sexy. Is... So awesome. So you you kind of have a rudimentary kind of because you are... Because you haven't been living under a rock. Correct. I'm aware of things. You are aware of the Harry Potter universe. Okay. Yes. I mean, these books started coming out when I was in high school and i just remember that like all the nerds world stopped when a new book came out and i was really annoyed because i wouldn't see my friends for like a week because they'd have to read it i see yeah but i still didn't read them because you were cooler than those (laughs) no those books were really heavy (laughs) so you couldn't pick the book up no they were so big man i already had like biology textbooks and stuff like i was not about to like voluntarily pick up another bigger book no way that was not for me <laughs> voluntarily pick up a bigger book that's no uh-uh. that's no, i had scoliosis already like i did not need more books in my oh backpack. my god <laughs> that that book would have just tipped you right over i know just in case you were concerned that i was cool i just told you i had scoliosis in high school so wow. it was not cool at all you are the <laughs> question mark back Hey, it got better. We all have to get tested for it. I actually have this really messed up story. I had this friend who was who was really screwed up in oh boy. Uh, middle school. And in middle school, you got to go do the, the scoliosis test. Do you remember that? Yes, of course. <laughs> right before he bent down to the scoliosis test, he put his arm in his shirt. And when he bent over, he stuck the elbow out the back. Yeah. I'll never forget it because I was right in front of him. And the lady goes, oh. <laughs> and oh, no. that guy got detention. What? 
for that. However, wherever you are out there in the world to this day, classmate of mine <laughs> in middle school, thank you so much. That detention was well worth it. Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here with the scoliosis kid. Let's go ahead and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I saw all of the Harry Potter movies. I did. I am not a a book reader, so I'm not going to sit here and be able to tell you spells and this person's mm-hmm. lore and that person's lore and all the lore that J.K. Rowling feels like we need in this movie. Back when my dad was always trying to get on game shows, he used to like study Harry Potter beforehand because he was like, "That's the only thing like that I don't know. That I just have a total blind spot in the world." Like when he was trying to get on like Millionaire and stuff, he's like, "I've got to study Harry Potter because I don't know it." my dad's adorable <laughs> wow he <laughs> wait he he thought he was gonna be on like pop culture trivia shows yeah no we we really thought that was gonna be a thing he and i went to the who wants to be a millionaire auditions when they came to town um he went multiple times i only went with him once and he made it through like further than i did but he didn't make it all the way through to do it and he used to do the jeopardy tests whenever he could do you remember that VH1 like World Series of Pop Culture? Of pop Culture. I used to shock people with that one, by My the way. My dad and I would watch that together and there was only one question I can remember where I just kind of looked at my dad and I was like, I have no idea. And he's like, well, good thing I know this one because we're on a team and we're going to win this whole thing. And I was like, this is going to be a great thing. And then it was like over. I thought it was going to be like recurring and me and my dad were going to yeah. like be something. He's like, look, look here. <laughs> look here. Look, look here, lady one. Yes. That's my given name. This family's not gifted with much. (laughs) We're not gifted with athletic prowess. We're not exactly the Baldwins in the looks department. (laughs) We're we're close. We're close. That is so rude. We're close. We're close. But we're not the Baldwins. We're not Einstein's neither. But the one thing that we got, Lady One, we know what's on the music video programs and we know what's on the vhs tapes and we're gonna use it to go right to the top that's what we do here all right everybody hands in wands on one here we go one two three wands (laughs) (laughs) my dad's the best so but in case you haven't guessed it yet since we're talking about so much harry potter this week we are going to be fixing the sequel to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Fantastic Beasts, colon, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Ooh. Trailer time. My brothers, my sisters, the clock is ticking faster. My dream, we who live for truth, for love. The moment has come. To take our rightful place in the world where we wizards were free. Join me. Or die. The wizarding and non-wizarding worlds have been at peace for over a century. Grindelwald wants to see that peace destroyed. You want me to hunt him down? To kill him? Dumbledore, why can't you go? I cannot move against Grindelwald. It has to be you. You don't suffer from motion sickness, see? I don't do well on boats. You'll be fine. (laughs) 
know why I admire you, Nick. You do not seek power. You simply ask, is the thing right? The time's coming when you're going to have to pick a side. No, I don't do sides. What are you going to do? I think it's lovely. Mute. You never met a monster you couldn't love. Let's take him. That's her brother? I think that might have been the best moment of my life. All right, so... Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald is J.K. Rowling's next story. Uh, She is the writer of this film, the screenwriter. At times, I think really she excels at creating very intricate stories in her world, in her books, where she has pages and pages and pages to just expound on these things but it seems like she's trying to cram that all into just a couple hours of screen time i don't know if it's working we're gonna get into that this one was directed by david yates who directed the final four harry potter films he also directed the first one of this series it's of course starring a lot of our returning cast members eddie redmayne as newt scamander katherine waterston as tina goldstein Johnny Depp as Grindelwald, Dan Fogler as Jacob Kowalski, Allison Sudol as Queenie Goldstein, Jude Law as Albus Dumbledore, oh, oh. yes, Ezra Miller as Credence Barebone, oh my, is this a porno? <laughs> Zoe Kravitz as Lita Lestrange, Callum Turner is Theseus Scamander. Uh, with that out of the way, I really want to know, Lady One, could you give us your fresh hot stats? Well, this movie opened November 16th at number one that weekend with $62 million in the United States. The first Fantastic Beasts opened to $74 million in the Ooh. U.S. So it's up to $118 million in the U.S. and $322 million overseas for a total of $440 million at the box office so far. And the budget was $200 million. So that's like really good. You know, they're going to make all of these. I think this is the second of five is the plan for these. But the first one in its total box office run made $814 million worldwide. Whoa. So this one has a lot more work to do if it's going to get anywhere near that. How are critics and audiences liking this one? Give us the tomato, the tomato. This movie's 40% rotten. And what's significant about that? That's never happened to the Harry Potter people before. This is like a rare miss for this series. The audience score is a bit better at 65%, but the first one was 74% fresh. Right. And had an audience score of like 79%. So Not as great. No, nobody thinks this was as good as the first one. This is the first one that's being poorly received, but I think it's Fantastic Beasts 3 that's going to really bear the brunt of how poorly received this one is. This movie felt like five movies condensed into one. There's just a lot happening, and unfortunately for me, I didn't know what any of it meant. <laughs> like <laughs> I said this on our Instagram story. Go follow it at ScreenFixPod. But for me, seeing this movie was like if someone had never seen a Star Wars movie before, and then you had them watch Attack of the Clones. They'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Perfect analogy, yeah. Lady Wan. You would basically climb in going, I don't know anything that's going on. And I know there's three previous movies and I don't know how those fit yeah. in either. 
Like, there's an old trilogy. There's a new thing going right? on. And you would definitely be like, I don't think I like Star Wars movies if all you saw was Attack of the Yes. Movie. So right now, yes. I'm like, I don't think I like Harry Potter movies because all I've seen is this one. And this is just weird, man. I don't, I don't like it. Is it because all you're seeing is depressing content? Yeah. There's a lot of bummers in this movie. <laughs> if this was your first entry point and you saw baby deaths... Yeah. The Holocaust, Titanic sinking. The atomic bomb. This was your first entry point into Harry Potter. You'd be like, why do people like this? (laughs) And it's all built around an allegory for white supremacy. (laughs) Yay. For the kids. (laughs) Yeah. All right. It's a new holiday classic. Who wants this out of their wizarding world? Anyway, that's kind of like getting ahead of the ahead of the game here. We are going to fix this movie. But before we just start fixing a movie, I think I'm going to have to attempt to give you the plot of this movie. And it's a doozy because <laughs> there's very little movie in this movie. There's a lot of people standing around telling you what happened in the past. In fact, there's like a 20-minute sequence <laughs> that is ju- that is just like seven characters standing around giving their version of the past. This movie takes the first movie and goes, you know that first movie? That was pretty nice. And J.K. Rowling goes, let me tell you the story that I really want to tell you. I don't really care about Newt Scamander. I want to tell you about Dumbledore and Grindelwald and their young love affair. That's what I really want to make a movie about. But nobody would greenlight that. Mm-hmm. But they would greenlight this Fantastic Beast thing. And this whole movie is a crazy course correction from that first film. So we start 1927 New York. Grindelwald, played by Johnny Depp, is imprisoned just like we left him at the last movie, at the end of the last movie, by the American Ministry of Magic. They need to transfer him to another magic prison. (laughs) Yeah. So when they're transferring him by flying carriage, Mm -hmm. you find out that he had actually switched places earlier with one of his lackeys, Abernathy. Lo and behold, he escapes. He apparently switched with this uh, follower of his a lot earlier and he stayed behind he frees the follower and then he is gone he has escaped so now we're in london and newt's commander is there and he has a hearing with the british ministry of magic and he meets his friend lita lestrange who is engaged to his brother theseus we find out through some flashbacks later that perhaps even lita had been in love with newt at some point Basically, he's there meeting with these people because he wants his right to travel reinstated after the New York stuff that happened in the last movie. They tell him no, but they also tell him Credence, who essentially exploded at the end of the first movie, is still alive. And he's in Paris eating a croissant. In order for Newt to get his travel rights back, because this is how it works under some reason, he has to work (laughs) under... He has to work under Theseus at the ministry to help find Credence, since they know Grindelwald is also trying to find him and lure him to his side. But Newt's like, I don't work that way. I don't pick sides, blah, blah, blah. Well, so now Grindelwald is in uh, France, and he meets with his followers at some apartment to talk about finding Credence, and he kills a baby. So then Newt... <laughs> uh, Newt leaves the ministry building. He finds a glove that's tapping him and pointing him to meet on top of a building. And Ooh, the yeah. person who is tapping him to meet is Albus Dumbledore, Jude Law. Youngledore. 
Youngledore all sexy. Dumbledore also tells Newt to go find Credence in Paris because he might be dangerous. He also leaves Newt with a card for a safe house in Paris. That's that. Newt goes home and he, apparently he's got an assistant named Bunty. Mm-hmm. Who uh, has been trying to uh, feed his uh, giant underwater dragon monster called Kelpie. Mm -hmm. So Newt's taking care of the Kelpie. Bunty has an obvious attraction to him. She even is like, take your shirt off. (laughs) (laughs) It's such like a weird thing to say to like some scrawny dude. (laughs) Like he's really skinny. What are you looking for? Do you want to see Newt's shirt off? Is that? (laughs) She wants to see this pale (laughs) Like frail British man, <laughs> pale skinny British on. man. <laughs> His shirt off would basically look like a fluorescent light with two nipples. Oh, and he definitely has scoliosis from hauling that suitcase around. He's all hobbled to one side. <laughs> well, you would know about the scoliosis. You are our scoliosis expert here on Screen Fix. <laughs> Yeah, my mom got me one of those backpacks with the wheels on it, and I was like, "Mom, I can't." Oh boy, <laughs> she did. She's like, "This is better for you." <laughs> the nerd of nerds, that is Lady Wan, Queen Nerd. It's come a long way. But you love her. But you love her. Screen fixers. <laughs> Everyone in the airport has wheels on their luggage. Why wasn't it okay for me in middle school? <laughs> Don't understand. It's double standards. So we got the Bunty thing. Jacob and Queenie show up at his apartment. Queenie basically wants to marry Jacob and Newt kind of uncovers the fact that Queenie has him under some kind of spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob was uh, obliviated after the first film, but Jacob explains to him that the good memories stayed and the bad memories left, which is a complete cop out to the whole obliviated thing. Queenie reads Jacob's mind and hears her call him crazy. This is after he kind of knows that she put a spell on him. They split up. He goes back to Newt's place, and he goes to Paris with Newt. Through a bucket. Through a weird bucket. In Paris, Credence is working at at a circus as kind of a freak. He's got a love interest in uh, Nagini, who is a young woman who is a maledictus, meaning she is cursed, and she can transform back and forth into a snake and a human, but one day she will be stuck as a snake. And that's actually the snake that was Voldemort's pet in the earlier Harry Potter films. So that's a bummer for her. It's a total bummer for her. Credence lets loose a bunch of creatures for some reason. Credence escapes with Nagini. Tina tries to contain the situation, but as Tina walks away, she's found by this character, uh, Yusuf Kama, uh, who was also there watching the show. He tells Tina that he's also looking for Credence. Everyone's looking for Credence in this movie. If you didn't think Credence was going to be important in the first movie, Credence is everything in the second movie for some reason. Yes, and they do nothing to set up any of that within this second movie. It's just, well, he's very important and we have to go find him. Just the whole time was like, no, who? They're all looking for him for like different reasons. And it's really bizarre. Nude arrives and he uses this spell where he's seeing things that happened. And he sees that Tina was in the area and that he also sees Yusef. Queenie also arrives in Paris to find Tina. Uh, She goes to the French Ministry of Magic for a lead, but she gets no help. Abernathy and another Grindelwald follower, Rosier, are in the same building. Queenie's outside the building and overhears Newton Jacob walking by her. She attempts to follow them, but she's uh, overwhelmed when she hears, she starts to hear everyone's thoughts. Queenie is then found by Rosier, who invites her to join her. Credence and Nagini arrive at the home of Irma Dugard. That's the woman who Credence thinks is his mom. Turns out she's only a nurse who delivered Credence and wrote her name on the documents. Irma hugs Credence in a scene that looks like a weird erotic perfume commercial. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm just going to side note here. David Yates's versions of all of these Harry Potter movies are filmed so washed out, dull, and they all look like weird erotic foreign films or perfume commercials. I'm just going to say it. This is weird. So they're found by someone named Grimson. He fires a blast. It, it kills the nurse. Credence becomes very mad. And he, the obscurial inside of him blasts everything because that's what Credence does. Newton, Jacob find Yusef on the streets. They ask him if he's seen Tina. Yusef guides him to a cell where he has imprisoned Tina for whatever reason. Now we're at Hogwarts. Like Because this, they want to show Hogwarts. This world cannot exist on its own for some reason. We have to go to Hogwarts and we have to include Dumbledore. Well, I'm fine with that because Jude Law. Dumbledore, Dumbledore's, he's quite sexy. Just, I mean, he's he's still got it. So Dumbledore's defense against the dark arts class is interrupted by Torkel Travers from the British Ministry. Dumbledore sends his students out with Professor McGonagall, who Harry Potter fans have pointed out wasn't alive at this time. Shut up! Yes, if, if you're going to go by the timelines established by the original films, there's no way she's alive. There's also no way really that Credence can be Dumbledore's brother based on timelines. Spoilers! Oh, God, I spoiled my own plot description. Anyway. Let's just skip to that part. We find out <laughs> that Dumbledore and Grindelwald were childhood lovers. And no matter how this film tries to minimize that by saying that they were very close. Closer than brothers is what the movie says but actually in Harry potter lore i know that dumbledore's feelings for grindelwald were unrequited that is something that is in harry potter still they make an unbreakable vow blood oath they can never fight so you know that's this movie's horcruxes i guess we're gonna have to try to it's like a prenup break this <laughs> they got the prenup going so they can't take each other's take each other's stuff yeah it's basically that, right? <laughs> so anyway, we have to catch up now with Lita, and we see a flashback from her days at Hogwarts, and she was bullied by other students, but she ends up befriending Newt. Uh, Newt is this awkward, kind of like an awkward outcast just like her. And he has the same hair. And he still has <laughs> the floppy hair that he has when he is older. Like, we we all grow out of our awkward high school hair, right? Unless we're Newt's commander. <laughs> and then we're like, nope, that's my look, man. So anyway, Rosier brings Queenie to a hideout where she is face to face with Grindelwald. Queenie is prepared to defend herself against him. But uh, he entices her when bringing up the matter of loving who she wants to love. Aww. She loves Jacob. <laughs> Why does she he, talk like that? She loves Jacob. He likes to bake things, and I like to bake things too, sweetie. <laughs> so Newt, Tina, and Jacob take an unconscious Yusef back to his place. Tina wants to question Yusef since he might know something about the truth of Credence. They look into his eyes and see a parasite in there. Newt and Tina pull it out. Tina plans to take back her information to the ministry, appearing to still be agitated with Newt over not telling her about him and Lita. But Newt explains the confusion from what she read. Okay, so here we go. So apparently, Tina is all confused because she read an article in a wizard newspaper mm -hmm. in which it is subtly implied that maybe Lita is with Newt, but Lita is with Newt's brother. It's absolute garbage as a plot device. And this woman who was basically a wizard detective <laughs> just falls for it and will not talk to him 
So anyway, Jacob's left alone at a house where he meets this alchemist named Nicholas Flamel. <laughs> His face looks like the guy, the old man guy in the Six Flags commercial. <laughs> he shows Jacob a, a, a crystal ball where he sees the whereabouts of Credence and Queenie. And he tells Jacob that Queenie's going to be at a cemetery in Paris. This cemetery is basically where Grindelwald is going to have his big meeting. So anyway... Newt uses Polyjuice Potion to get inside the ministry. They enter this records room and they are attacked by these cat things. Uh, when they get to the crypt, Newt, Tina, and Lita come across Credence, Nagini, and Yusef. Yusef tells them he's been looking for Credence because he wants to kill him because Yusef's mother, Lorena, was taken against her will by Corvus Lestrange, put under some curse, and then Lestrange impregnated her with a child. And then she died. That child was Lita. Corvus would then go on to have another child who Yusef believes is Credence. However, Lita says that Corvus Jr. is dead because she was the one who killed him. They were on the Titanic and he was crying too much and she switched him with another baby. That baby just happens to be Credence, who just happens to be someone that we will find out later. Anyway... They all go to the, the the cemetery for this big meeting. Grindelwald gives this big speech about how muggles are going to cause World War II and all this destruction, and they need to stop muggles and turn them into beasts of burden. Lots of other wizards follow him. They're all under his spell. They like what he's saying. Queenie follows him even though she wants to marry Jacob. Lita is the one who's going to sacrifice herself while the rest of them escape out of the crypt area where Grindelwald is. Once out there, Grindelwald has created this fiend fire dragon fire thing that is now out in the Paris and the our remaining wizards, Newt, his brother, and some others, just decide to form a circle. Somebody says form a circle. And they fight this fire dragon by forming into a circle and making more fire. But it's a different color. <laughs> We'll get to that. But it's a different color. Okay. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Okay. Their fire defeats that fire. Uh, Newt takes a vial of blood from his Niffler, which was nicked off of Grendelwald and brings it to Dumbledore at Hogwarts. Dumbledore tells Newt that he might be able to destroy the blood oath thing that they have going on. And then Grindelwald tells Credence that his true name is Aurelius Dumbledore, which makes him Albus's brother. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Okay, so before we just start fixing a movie, a lot of people work on a movie and a lot of people work on a movie like this with crazy special effects. Why don't you tell me one thing that you liked about this movie, Lady Wanka? I liked Queenie. I didn't think she seemed like she was in the same movie as like the rest of everybody else, but I would rather watch the movie Queenie was in. What? About like a early 1900s dame. <laughs> she was just all guys and dolls and just... I don't know. I liked it. But <laughs> Guys and dolls and dames, sweetheart. But like her sister, Tina, who's maybe two or three years apart from her, talks completely normal. Yeah, has like a completely <laughs> American accent. Yes. Yeah. Like and Queenie's just like, Jacob, honey, I don't understand. Like, why is she so squeaky in 20s and nobody else is? It's fine. And nobody else is. Exactly. It was cute. I liked her. <laughs> it just didn't make sense that she would be related to somebody who doesn't talk like that. What did you like about this movie? I continue to like, and I hate him because he stole the Oscar from Michael Keaton. <laughs> but I continue to like Eddie Redmayne as Newt Scamander. I think in that role, he 
plays it perfectly. I think he plays it shy. He plays it awkward, but he's got just enough charm to where you want to watch him, yet they never truly let him be the star of this movie. This movie has so many great performances going for it, and the material fails them. It also has Jude Law's beard, which I forgot to say as things I like in this movie. <laughs> I'm glad he's back. The Lanaissance is in full swing. All right, so with those niceties out of the way, what do you say we fix this movie? What do you think? Okay. All right, Lady One, why don't you lay on us your first fix? So this movie does something that just keeps happening in these movies that we're fixing, where a character just disappears. The screen fix Cardinal Sin number one. Yeah, don't do that, movies. Stop it. The character that I'm talking about is Bunty, <laughs> Newt's assistant. So she, as we talked about, obviously has a crush on Newt. Big time. He doesn't notice it, like, at all, because he's got some unrequited stuff for Tina. In the first movie, too, he almost was like indifferent towards her. And then in this movie, it's almost like, ooh, you like Tina. I'm like, where did that come from? I want Bunty to come along on this adventure that we're going on. Yeah. He leaves her a note, and then that's it. He just leaves her a note and is like, bye. And she's gone. It's like That's you that. can't you can't give people this like this trait like she's completely in love with Newt and apparently his assistant like she works for him. Yeah. If she has to take care of the animals, why can't all the animals go in the suitcase? And she could be in the suitcase the whole time taking care of them. It's a magic suitcase, right? Yes. So she should have come along for it and then she can play a role in this whole adventure that they're on. And then <laughs> I can say this because I don't know what happens to any of these characters because I don't know all of this world that exists is after Lita is killed by Grindelwald. Theseus is all sad because he's just lost his fiance, but maybe Bunty can comfort him. And she can find herself a Scamander who does care about her and does notice her. Aww. They can get together. You want Bunty to be with the brother? Yeah, the brother is cute. Oh my god. <laughs> you you don't think Scamander's cute? No. I like the brother. So I think Bunty should be with the brother. Because he's more hunky. He's clearly capable of having some kind of relationship, which we haven't seen Newt do that yet. So I think what Bunty needs is a man who can like commit to her. And Theseus is the marrying type, so... <laughs> Let's have this happen. Bunty needs a man who respects her. You know what I'm saying? She needs to be treated right. Bunty needs a real wizard. Mm-hmm. So dumb. have a fix for this movie yeah why don't i go ahead and fix the very first scene like if i'm just gonna go Ooh. ahead and fix something do it i had problems from the get-go here so grindelwald is supposed to be this frightening wizard everyone is afraid of right mm -hmm. he's apparently done some crimes first of all <laughs> we <done laughs> the movie's called crimes of grindelwald we see none of this guy's crimes no he's already in jail i don't at all know about the crimes. Uh, i don't know what crimes he committed before this he doesn't really commit any crimes other than escaping from jail, which I guess is a crime after this. But I'm not seeing many crimes whatsoever. In fact, uh, it looks like he's trying to stop the Holocaust, which I think we I can know. all get. I know. He's like, let's not I... drop the atomic bomb. 
which I think we can all get behind to some degree. Yeah. This powerful wizard that everybody is afraid of, they transfer him by uh, basically the wizard version of a horse and buggy, Mm -hmm. except flying in the sky. And the whole thing that happens there is he has switched places with one of his followers, and that's actually his follower that has shapeshifted into looking like Grindelwald. And Grindelwald is hanging out behind, and he is going to save his follower, and they're all going to escape. So in that scene, when Grindelwald actually gets inside of the carriage and he's there across from his uh, lackey, the guy that got his tongue cut for him. Which is gross. This lizard pet comes up and nuzzles into him and he's like, oh, such a loyal thing. And he throws it right out of the carriage. He like kills this beast. He kills a fantastic beast (laughs) right off the bat in this movie. And that might as well be a metaphor for the fact that we're throwing this whole Fantastic Beasts plot right out the window. Ooh. And we're going to do a Dumbledore movie that Newt just happens to be in. But anyway, I digress. Why does he wait to free this underling of his who switched <laughs> spots with him? Yeah. When he just says that loyalty means nothing to him. Yeah, he was out at some point, you know. This is my fix. He should have been out way before that. And the opening scene should have been that same transfer. But instead of him still being there and rescuing his follower, it should have just been discovered that the follower that was there was not Grindelwald Mm -hmm. and that they haven't had Grindelwald for quite some time. For who knows how long and it's a mystery. That's a much better way to say that Grindelwald will sacrifice people and sacrifice his followers for Mm -hmm. what he believes in rather than taking a cute lizard and throwing it out of a window. I know that thing was so cute. I like completely rationalized to myself that that thing can fly. And I was like, it's fine. It didn't die. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a dog dying in the movie. I was just like, no, it didn't happen. It just hurt. Just hurt. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Puppies. Lady Wan, do you have a second fix for us? Ooh, I do. Lay it on us. So at the end of the movie, in like the finale, Grinnewald is making this blue fire in the crypt and he like burns up some people with it, but then some people can walk through it because it's like magic fire. And then the good wizards make like yellow fire at it. And then Grinnewald's blue fire becomes a blue fire dragon above the cemetery. Yeah, the fiend fire. Yeah. Because it has a name. Because everything has a name. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and it's just like flapping around. Just like flapping its fire wings. And like roaring and stuff. And like the good wizards are like, no, like he could burn all of Paris to the ground. And I'm like, could he? Because I can't tell like what's happening at all. Because all you just see is, is like this blue CGI fire dragon just flapping. Yes. And there's just sort of like really quick camera shots of just like blue fire, blue fire, blue fire. But like, I don't know what's happening. I can't see where this is expanding to. I have no clue the scale or stakes of this blue fire stuff. 100%. I got I got no idea what's going on. So confusing. Like, what's the plan? I don't know. They're just, they're doing fire. <laughs> the plan is let's do fire. Yeah, let's let's just do some fire. 
So they're just doing yellow fire at blue fire. I guess they stop each other. And I don't understand why you can't present an actual battle that I can comprehend. Yeah. Use all of these crazy spells that all these Dumbledorks know (laughs) the names of. (laughs) And like use that stuff and like have them actually be casting spells, like saying them out loud and like waving their little wand at him and have them do some other kind instead of just like making fire, like have them make some kind of creature participate in this fight. Like you got a whole suitcase full of crazy animals, man. None of them can help. It should have been a big, cool amazing finale battle instead it was just blue fire at yellow fire yeah that's so true i had no idea what was going on at all during that they were doing fire they're basically (laughs) they're basically just like get in a circle and do fire like the six flags guys like get in a circle put your wands in the ground but i don't know why but what is that doing yeah the thing is like what is that countering I don't know. They didn't, like, tell me what they were doing. They just did fire. If there was (laughs) at least one person kind of leading this group and telling the others what they're doing and what exactly they're countering, that would have been amazing. But instead, we're left with this ambiguous... Pointing sticks, making fire. (laughs) Pointing sticks and making fire. And that's our climax. That was the big thing at the end. It was sticks and fire okay jc what's your second fix my second and final fix is basically i'm gonna change this whole movie shut up again so this is one (laughs) of my biggest problems with this movie newt is a side character in his own movie. Everything else around him is so much more engaging than anything going on with him. This is the story of young Dumbledore versus Grindelwald. They're even putting Dumbledore's brother in the mix. And we've got this thinly veiled love affair between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. I feel like this is the story J.K. Rowling wanted to tell. I think everybody knows that after the last Harry Potter book came out, she said Dumbledore was gay. I feel like this is the story she wants us to know. The story of Dumbledore's love and his confrontation with his lover, Grindelwald. And she has now shoehorned this into Newt's Fantastic Beasts series. I mean, the first one was something new. Like, we're going to see the American side of the wizarding world. Right. But the weird thing is is that that world seems very small, uh, doesn't it, by the second movie? I mean, we're just getting the UK and we're getting Hogwarts and we're getting a little bit of Paris. I would have loved to have seen some of the actual wizarding world involving Newt. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take everything that happened in that circus scene and form that into an actual movie that has to do with Newt. Everything in that circus scene when Newt arrives in Paris is everything that I actually want to see in action in the movie. He has a Chinese dragon, which is a Zawu, which in some Chinese texts is an elephant-sized beast with the head of a tiger and a tail of a pheasant. This thing can travel a thousand miles a day. Also in the circus is a Kappa, which is a Japanese water demon. Ooh, 
yeah, that was scary. Not only that, but these Japanese water demons, they love cucumbers. They also love to engage in sumo wrestling. And the way that they assault human beings in water is they reach into their anus ah! and remove <laughs> an organ <laughs> called the shirikodama. Oh, no. Is that important? They rip this out of people's anus. <laughs> The thing is, like, that stuff is so funny, and it's so much more in keeping with the first film. Like, the first movie had that crazy rhino creature thing that they pheromoned into chasing them. There were so many Asian elements to that circus that would have made for such a better film that just took place in Asia. The character of Nagini, of course, you've only seen her as a a hork. She was a horcrux in the original Potter series. What does that mean? Basically, they had to collect these horcruxes. They had to collect all of these different items to be able to first fight Voldemort. It's like a scavenger hunt? Right. There was a scavenger hunt, essentially, so they could be able to fight Voldemort. It's as bad as... In this movie where they have to somehow figure out how to break this oath chain. But this is someone who wants to stay a human being but knows she's one day going to turn into a snake. I mean, in the original series, she's killed by Neville Longbottom. Like on purpose? Yes. So basically, there's this tragic love interest for Newt if we were to do this Asian story. So instead of just going to Hogwarts and going to Paris, and instead of making Newt a sideshow to Dumbledore and Grindelwald, give him his own journey. He's he's writing a book, right? Oh, yeah. He's writing a book called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Let's focus on this Chinese dragon, the Zhaoyu. They only appear during the rule of a benevolent and sincere monarch. So perhaps China has a new ruler and this dragon has appeared. Newt finds out about this and he sees this as his chance to swoop in and get a plume from its pheasant tail. But when he arrives, all is not as it seems, and he has to uncover a plot involving a ruler who really is not good. Ooh, twist. Right, and all of these elements come into play. Nagini, the dragon, who is not what it seems because he has appeared for a ruler that is not good. Maybe the ruler has created a false dragon We've got that. We've got the tragic love interest in Nagini. At one point, maybe we'll get this water demon Kappa to be one of the side characters that Newt has to team with. And he's got to feed him cucumbers and constantly (laughs) stop this thing from ripping an organ out of his anus. Ew. All of these elements that were together at this circus make such an interesting movie in and of themselves that they would serve to give us a great story, keep Newt as the main character, and give us more Fantastic Beasts. All right, so do you have any final thought, Lady One, on Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald? Yeah, just kind of in general, like we said before, that this was kind of like a bummer of a movie when you really got into the stuff that happened. Yeah, we talked about how dark it was. Yeah, it's dark and like within the first, I don't know, half an hour, they just kill a baby. Like... (laughs) 
they just they kill the mom and dad living in this house like we just see like a green flash of the wand and then coffins get wheeled out and then they're just in this house and they hear a baby upstairs and it's just this little french baby in his cardigan sitting on the floor and you know they kill that baby that's dark yeah but it's like a french baby so the, so <laughs> the french baby is like takes a drag with cigarette <laughs> It's like, life is a meaningless anyway. <laughs> Let's just get this over with, okay? <laughs> I like this nihilist French baby. Let me finish my cigarette. <laughs> I am finished. Now kill me, pussy. <laughs> that's... Yeah, there's two baby babies that get killed, and that's too, too many for my, like, Sunday afternoon family movie. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a final thought on this movie, JC? Yeah, so I don't get why any of these wizards stay in any, like, dingy London rooms. They're always in these, like, crappy rooms and hiding everywhere, but they can do that thing where they... Whoosh, they do that. They like teleport. Yeah, they like do the warp thing. So I, I don't get why they ever stay in any crappy room. Like if I was a wizard, and I had the weird warpy thing. I'd warp into really nice hotel rooms in like beautiful resort towers in like <laughs> any city I was in. Say some cleaning lady came in. Hello, housekeeping. I just zap myself to like the next room. So like in this scenario, you have magical powers and you're using them to just take naps. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have like all this magical power and you're just like, I just want to take a nap. I guess so. <laughs> I just listen. That's what you'd use your, your powers for. Oh, I, would just, I would just sleep, sleep better. So <laughs> ridiculous. All right. Well, without further ado, I mean, I guess we should consider this film. Screen, Screen Fix. Why don't you send us home, Lady One? If you'd like to reach us here at the show, you can send an email to screenfixpod at gmail.com, or you can tweet us or follow us on Instagram at screenfixpod. And guess what? We're on Facebook. Come find oh, yeah. us over there. Screen Fix Podcast. Just search for that. You'll find us and all of our friends having conversations about movies. Come on in. Talk to us. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Libsyn, or of course, Apple Podcasts. And we would love it if you would leave a review, leave a rating, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And please tell a friend. We also have a Patreon account where you can donate to the show if you like us. We can keep on doing this forever. And uh, we also have dreams of opening a one-screen theater to be the home of podcasting and film festivals and marathons and all kinds of crazy, fun movie stuff. So we'll leave you with a scene from the movie. Lady One, who's your favorite character? Queenie. We'll let you be Queenie. I'm <laughs> going to be some weird lady named Rosier. Go <laughs> weird ahead. French lady? Mm. All right. Give us your best. Queenie from, I'm guessing, Queens. I have no idea. Go ahead. You've been real kind, but my sister Tina's probably worried sick about me, you know, banging on all the doors and things. I think I'd better be going. But you haven't met the host. Oh, are you married? Let's say deeply committed. You see, I can't tell if you're making a joke or if you're just French. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And next episode is our one year. OMG anniversary extravaganza not only are we going to be bringing back fixers past and present but we will be fixing 
Creed 2. Getting strong now. All right, bye, everybody. Okay, bye.